Hello, everybody. I am Jay Ward, joined by our amazing producer, Matt Strauss. And I'm Wayne Carini, and this is Talking Classic Cars. So, Jay, what's going on in your world? Well, lots happening up here. Finally, we've thawed out. We're done with all this rain and snow and cold, at least in this part of the country. And I'm getting ready to take my little uh, 911 up to a great event called Luftgekühlt. And for those of you who don't speak German, that means air-cooled. And this is a gathering they've been doing for probably about seven or eight years now of just the best air-cooled uh, Porsches, 911s and 356s and anything else you can imagine. And this gathering normally happens in LA, but for the first time ever, it's up in the Bay Area on a little uh, naval base called Mare Island. Sounds great. So so is it a, just a car show or is it uh, on a racetrack? What, what, what can we figure out uh, when we get there, what we're going to be looking at? What makes Louvre so great is that they really curate the experience. They really put the cars together by color or style. They, they pick locations like lumber yards and, and old naval bases. And, you know, the one year they had it at the Universal Studios back lot, which I brought my car down for that one. And this is really about Porsche culture, almost like Porsche subculture. These are people that customize or modify their cars. They're not all stock, you know, perfectly restored cars. Yeah. Um, there's a mix and they're really great on storytelling and every picture is like an Instagram moment when you go to the show. Wow. So where is it going to be held? So this year for the first time ever, it's in the Bay Area on Mare Island at an old naval base. Oh, uh, which is, yeah. 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 I, 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 when uh, Steve Mole built my, um, my Speedway, uh, we took it out there for photographs and, uh, and, and we spent the whole afternoon there. That's, that's a great place. And there's a brewery out there, isn't there? Yeah, Mare, Mare Island, like a lot of the military bases you found around the country that sort of, you know, went away during, you know, the Clinton administration. There was a number of bases that closed and some of them died, but some of the more scenic ones that were waterside naval bases got turned into these sort of cool business parks. And yeah, you you saw Mare Island has the brewery and it has these buildings are restoring. So it's going to be a great, great spot for that show this weekend. What about you? What are you up to? Well, I just came back from Charlotte Motor Speedway. We were down there with Ray Evernham and, and the Smith family and did a wonderful event. Uh, we had 20 cars on display at, at the Smith Heritage Invitational. And uh, so we brought the Rain Man Buick, brought the uh, the 38 Lincoln uh, K LeBaron Coupe and uh, and just had a great time. Ralph Morano was there, my buddy. He had a Packard Boattail Speedster. Um Modern cars, you know, uh, really exotic new cars. Uh, had had a McLaren uh, Speedtail there. Uh, had an Enzo. Just really good stuff. Mister Hendrick sent over a few cars. Uh, we we got to the opportunity to tour uh, Rick Hendrick's private museum, which was fabulous. He's got great stuff. Great oh, stuff. What, what what a spot. And and of course Ray being there, knowing so much about you know he was with Hendrick Motorsports for many years with Jeff Gordon. Yeah. So and and so it was a really great time. Um, we're gearing up for this weekend. We're actually going up to Newport, Rhode Island and uh, going to do a, a pre-war tour from it's sort of like the London to Brighton of, of the America. And uh, we're going to do a tour from uh, Newport, Rhode Island to Bristol, Rhode Island and then back and have lunch in Newport. Um, thank goodness we're, we're in between two major rainstorms and it's going to be 65 at the peak high temperature of the day where last year we did it. And I think it was like 42 degrees and windy and rainy. And it was a terrible day, but uh, so, it's going to so be nice you, this year. So last year was a London and Brighton style, not only in the cars, but also in the weather. <laughs> that's, last right, year. that's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yeah. We're yeah. excited about going. Uh, 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 I'm going on Friday and Bonhams is having a um, auction. It's called the two gen generation auction where two generations of collectors, father and son, 
um, unfortunately passed away uh, within six weeks of each other. And, and so it's all brass cars, uh, a few other cars like a Ford Sportsman sprinkled in, but um, really great collectors of automobilia as well, well as brass cars. So there's going to be a lot of cars that are going to be you know, sold on Saturday. And, and so uh, Connor, my grandson's coming up and, and I hope he's going to hold the paddle up and we might go home with a car. You never know. You never know. And the, the, your, your, the run that you're doing is put on by the Audrain, right? It's, it's That's right. Yeah, we're doing it in a 1901 Oldsmobile Curve Dash. Um, I, it was funny. I, I took a clutch part up to a, a friction company yesterday because the, the friction part of the clutch is worn out. And he says, oh, uh, what model or uh, what year? I said, 1901. Oh, geez, I, I don't think I have anything in stock for 1901. <laughs> he says, what model is it? It's, it's, it's an R model. He says, oh, well, what's that stand for? And I said, race. So make sure that clutch is really good because we're going to be racing <laughs> all of all of four horsepower. Yeah. And so. and you told me, Wayne, always bring a spare spark plug, right? For that. That's car. right. At least four or five spark plugs and a couple <laughs> of extra batteries. So, Wayne, tell me about this other event that you're going to be going to. Uh, the Wilbraham Hill Climb. And uh, we've got Jeff DeMary, who is running that event with us today. And he's going to tell us all about it. So, Jeff. Take us on a, on a journey for up the hill ride in Wilbraham. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for inviting me on the show, both Jay and Wayne. I appreciate it. It's great. Um, the Wilbraham Hill Climb is a, uh, a very historic event. Um, it started in 1908, and it was kind of all the Western Mass uh, uh, manufacturers from Rolls-Royce and Duryea and some into Connecticut of Knox. They would uh, literally test their cars on the dirt road hill. And it's a pretty substantial hill. It's a 23% grade. Mm. And uh, they would have their bragging rights of, you know, hey, we made it up in a minute 10. And, you know, we, oh, hey, that's nothing. Our Rolls Royce made it up in a minute eight. You know, I mean, so they would they would go through and and literally do the endurance tests right there on the hill. So it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. And then it started out as a, an actual formal race um, by the New York Timing Association. And they had 72 cars and they would group them by the price of the car, the displacement of the engine and, uh, you know, who the target market of the car was. So people could actually see their cars going up and down the hill. Um, so it was, it's pretty fascinating to, to see it and to reenact it. This is our fourth time this year, this fourth time reenacting it. Um, so it's, uh, we've got 30 cars coming, so it should be a lot of fun. It is, it is a fabulous event. You know, I've been twice and actually we featured it on uh, Chasing Classic Cars when Ralph and I were competing against each other for pink slips. And in the end, Ralph uh, won the race. Uh, I was driving my Stutz uh, race car and Ralph had his Packard Speedster. And uh, my Stutz sort of broke down about uh, a thousand yards out. Uh, it ran out of fuel. And so um, I had to, Ralph uh, gave me a pink slip. Um, of which I had to wear. It was a very small little slip, uh, color pink, and, and so it, it it went over. It, it it doesn't sound really good on on the radio or on on a podcast, but you had to be there. So, Jeff, how did you dig into the history and find out that they did this? Was it something you always knew about and wanted to bring back? No, a good friend of mine, George Holman, um, lives right at the base of the hill. Um, he had known about it for many years, and uh, he. He started it up, I think, 2013, um, and it was just a, a very quick little uh, race that happened. There was a placard at the bottom of the hill that talks about it as a historical thing that everybody drives by. 
But then, uh, uh, you know, as time goes on, we, uh, we did it every other year and it became quite the, quite the event to, uh, to come to. I brought it into a much different level. The high school, um, had done a local car show I and mean, they had gotten, you know, 80 to a hundred cars there. And, uh, I've kind of blown them out of the water because they're expecting, you know, 450 to 500 cars coming to the, to the high school here in, uh, 17 days. And it should be, it should be quite the event to kind of merge the high school and get the kids involved and, and do the hill climb. And, and, uh, it, it, it it's, I'm excited about it. I really am. It's a, it's a great event and, and the town really, uh, you know, they love it. Um, we've had, uh, one of the, uh, GM, uh, motor coaches that, that went around the country, the GM future, oh, future, future, liner. Ran, future liner. And, and, uh, the, the gentleman that owns Peter Pan bus is, is located right in Springfield, Massachusetts. So he brought that and, uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful event, real family oriented, um, and, and a huge piece of history. So. Everybody says, well, why Wilbraham, Mass? Well, it was a great hill. It was available, but it was just outside of Springfield, Massachusetts, where you've got Duryea, you've, you've got uh, Rolls-Royce being made there. Indian um, motorcycles. Indian motorcycles used yeah. it too. So a lot of Indian motorcycles were tested on the hill. And wow. then, of course, you had Knox and you had a bunch of cars made in Connecticut. And so it became a real challenge for all these cars to see if they could make it up that hill. Yeah. So Jeff, what's the cutoff for the cars going up the hill? And what's the cutoff for the car show? Cause it's two different things, right? You, you know, right. But, right. Yeah. There's, there's really no cutoff for the car show. You know, it's, that's all open to anybody that wants to bring their car. Um, the, the climb itself, we've, we've kind of limited to pre-war cars and some post-war that are kind of lower horsepower, um, just to keep the speed under control. Um, we just don't want anybody to get, to get hurt, you know, or, or injured on the hill. Cause it, it is, even though it's a, a uh, steep hill. It's a fast course from what I've been told. It's, it's a fast course and it's a, it's a real, it's, it's a town road. So there's residents that live all up on mm. there and they close the road down. They try to ask the residents, please don't back out of your drive. Well, every once in a uh -oh. while we'll get a, you know, a whistle blown up, oh, you know, Miss, Mr. Smith has to go down into town for, you know, a gallon of milk. I'm sorry. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't wait any longer. He's got to eat his Cheerios, you know? Yeah. And so, so, you know, there's, there's other things that happen, but yet it's really well done. Um, and the safety is a concern. Now, um, I had taken, um, the eliminator, which was the, um, Brock Yates car. And I drove it up the hill because the Stutz, you know, failed me. So I, I went to my backup car in the trailer and went drove that thing up. And I'll tell you what, that thing is fast. So um, George Holman and Jeff have put a chicane this year about three quarters of the way up the hill to try to slow people down because you can get speeds up to 80, 90 miles an hour going up the hill. Wow. Um, and especially George Holman has and his son have built a Stutz that uh, is unbelievable race car. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. The big thing is though, that Aaron Crocker, um, Aaron Everingham, uh, and her married name, uh, married to, uh, Ray Everingham, uh, grew up right at the base of the hill. So that's where she grew up during uh, her childhood. She's coming this year and she's going to be driving a car and we have a little bet going on. So Ralph's not coming. So I'm going to do a little bet with Aaron now. Knowing Aaron's driving capabilities, I've already lost the race. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. she could walk up faster probably than I could drive, but, uh, she's a wonderful person. I love her and, and, and I really respect her driving capabilities. 
Hey, one of the other cool things I've brought to the hill climb is I invited all of the New England museums to come. And I've got um, Seal Cove from Maine. I've got Owl's mm. Head, um, Lars Anderson, Heritage Museum. The Audrain is coming with a car. Um, and Springfield is going to let me take the um, um, Duryea out. So we're going to actually have the actual Duryea at the base of the hill. So um, it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to have that piece of history there and so on and so forth. So it's going to be a wonderful event. So everybody can walk around the cars at the staging area before the start uh, line. And then, you know, hear them take off. They can go to the start line. If we go up the hill, there's a, uh, it actually like a dead end almost. And you have to take a left. There's no choice. And that's how you get back down into town. It's a, it's a gradual pitch coming into town, not as steep as going up. And so it's, it's very, very entertaining, very cool to be there and be part of it. And you trash talk each other, you know, before you get in the car and you go up the hill, you know, I'm going to set this. We have one guy though, uh, and it's a very famous uh, sprint car. It's called the old gray mare. And, and he like rules the, the hill. Mm -hmm. um, he usually comes up with the fastest time, uh, great driver and, and a great car. So we'll see what happens this year. Now, because you guys are adding a chicane, your times are going to change, obviously. So whatever the record was before the chicane is going to be different than, than your course now. Is that right? Correct. Yep. A absolutely. And what, what's your record time right now? The, the best time up the hill so far? Uh, I don't have the stats with me. It's, I'm going to give us it. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, 55 seconds or something like that. So I mean, wow. really get going really well. Okay. And we allow anybody, uh, Jeff, Jeff can uh, tell the story better, but any, any car at all. So it, it could take four minutes to get up the hill. We don't care as long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself and taking your car out and, and doing what you, what, what was meant to be driven. Um, I'm taking my Elgin race car, which is a 1933 Ford Roadster that we converted into an Elgin race car. Elgin uh, was a racetrack in Elgin, Illinois. It was eight miles around. And, and uh, the manufacturers really got into racing back in, in, in the 30s. And competition was stiff. So you, you'd see Chevrolet there and Chrysler products uh you know, Chrysler Roadsters, uh, Ford really dominated the series. And the second year they had it, they saw how much interest was in it. And all of a sudden they're hauling out all Indianapolis drivers to drive their cars and they're really juicing them up. So um, also was they took the fenders and the windshield off of a car, off of a Roadster, and they put it out on the track. So pretty cool car. I, I built one a few years ago and we're bringing that. That'll be a lot of fun to see it. What, what other type of cars are coming, Jeff? Uh, we've got a 1912 Mercer coming from the Heritage Museum. We've got a couple of Stutz Bearcats that are coming. Um, we obviously the great the the old gray mare with Ben Bragg is there uh, going to defend his title, and uh, you know there's a lot of, a lot of a lot of MGs Triumphs things of that nature. But there there should be some really cool stuff. We're also going to be having at lunchtime. Uh, Tom LaFerrier is going to bring up a couple of steam cars. So we're going to get the steam cars to go up the hill um, mm. during the lunch break. So um, that should be pretty interesting. Um, we also have um, um, a couple of Indian motorcycles, um, like you had mentioned, Jay, because Springfield is known for the Indians. And uh, they're actually uh, going to be going up. And Dick Shappy's going to bring, I think, one. And uh, we're going to... Uh, about a guy named Don. Is he bringing his four-cylinder Indian? Don, he Don, unfortunately, 
three days ago. He broke his leg. Oh my God. Dooner well, did. He broke his he, leg. He called me cr- almost crying. He's like, Jeff, I can't call him. Oh, I got to call him today. I restored yeah. that motorcycle for him. Well, he did the restoration. I just did the paint work, but, um, yeah. but yeah. Uh, that's, that's a he, shame that the bike is was, so beautiful. He was, he was scheduled to come. Well, Maybe, yeah. maybe you can go up and pick it up. He's not that far away. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, Jeff, you. tell us how we uh, how we can find out about this and go online and, and maybe there's a yep. website or something we can look at. Yep, there's a, there's a website, the WilbrahamHillClimb.com. Um, if you can go right there, it's got all this, the information. It's got a map of what's happening with the high school and um, the registration for the cars are full. But, uh, you know, you can certainly, certainly come to the high school and uh, you can... I guess that's the that's the best place is at the website. So is is there um, just the car show at the high school? I know that they used to have it at the town green, right, right downtown, right on Main Street. There, anything going to be happening there? Yeah, the 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 green there at the at Main Street is going to be all the food trucks, and um, in the middle of the church that's right next door is where the museums are going to be. They're all going to be the museums on the grass. They're going to have their own little exhibition tents, and and then there's going to be twelve or fourteen. Um, you know, grand classic cars from the classic car era, um, sitting out there on the, on the grass. And so there'll be lots of food. There's a DJ, there's, you know, music and it should be, it should be a great time. You know, so Jay, you've got, you've got to come out for this maybe next year. I mean, it's, it, it sounds, you know, Jeff has taken it to the next level that was, you know, put together by a, a group of people, the volunteers and, and Jeff's a volunteer too, but sounds like Jeff's really bringing it up a couple of notches as to what we used to have. Jeff, would you guys ever take this beyond the hill that it's on? Would you guys ever do this in another location? Sure. Yeah. It's such a cool idea, especially yeah. keeping it pre-war too, where it's actually a challenge for the cars going up the hill. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I actually went out to a, a military base uh, yesterday and they actually want to do a, a car show on the base. And uh, it, it was interesting. And they're right near an, another hill climb called Dead Horse. Um and it, it, it got its name from literally the hill is so steep that if you had a wagon with a horse on it and you went up the hill with a full wagon, your horse would die before you got to the end of the, ho- the hill. I was like, boy, that's kind of a tough, well, yeah, <laughs> but, but that's where it's got, a, it's got its name, the Dead Horse Mountain. Yeah, yeah. I can see it's selling t-shirts for that one. The Dead yeah. Horse. Yeah. The Dead <laughs> Horse Hill Climb. Um, That'd be great. And, and everybody will get a, a feel as to what we were talking about and, and, and what's going on with it. And hopefully they'll come. Is it going to be a, uh, I know it was every other year in the past years. Is you going to have it every year now? I, I think we're, we're going to try to do it every year, but George is, uh, George is feeling the pressure with the, with the 30 race cars and everything. So, uh, we've got to convince George to be able to do it again. He's an integral part of it, you know? And one, one more question. Is it sanctioned by any racing uh, body? Is it a VSCCA yep. Yep. sanctioned yep. event? It's all VSCCA. Yep. Oh, good. Good. Yep. Oh, nice. So what, what they do, Jay, is, is they'll, they'll get there and they'll inspect the cars too, because we don't want a car going up the hill that's unsafe. Um, you know, you don't have to have certain things like the roll bar. Um, I don't right. think that that goes into force, but you have to wear a racing suit. You have to have your helmet on, your racing gloves and all that fire extinguishers, everything safety re- reasons. But uh, the good thing is, is the sanctioning body is going to take over and inspect the cars. And that's the big thing. Nice. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. nobody has to go down the hill for their milk, for the Cheerios. For milk, well, you know, yeah. coffee, you know, time to get a donut or something like right, that. Yeah. Right, right. Everybody stay in your house during this thing. Okay. Right. Right. Or on exactly. your front lawn and cheer us on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Jeff, and explaining everything about the Wilbraham Hill Climb. Um, I hope that other people will, will uh, look at the information that's provided to them. And, and do you have a Facebook site also? Yeah, we, we've got, um, what, what I've started is a, a charity uh, called Springfield to Boston. Um, and Springfield to Boston's got a Facebook page and an Instagram and all the information. And what we do is we, we take cars and anything car related and get it into hands of new enthusiasts that really want to, uh, uh, get involved from, uh, you know, fourth graders all the way up to, uh, you know, people in the military. We, we've got some great track records with some of the people that we've been able to help. And it would be great to, uh, get some support for the Springfield to Boston thing. So that'd be great. Wasn't that a great interview with, with Jeff? Yeah, I mean, what a cool event that thing is. I, to think that these guys are taking pre-war cars and bombing up this hill as fast as they can sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Goodwood does the Festival of Speed, but this is really a, a very grassroots, very American, you know, Northeastern thing that I think is really cool. Well, the, the biggest thing that I enjoy about it is a, it's a piece of history and, and it's a historical event and it really happened. I mean, this this was something that, it wasn't really thought of to be a race or a hill climb uh, at first. It was just a test for the vehicles to see if they would make it up the hill. And then it turned into a little bit of competition with other manufacturers. And now we're just they're carrying it on. And, and what Jeff and George and all the guys involved with are really doing a great job and, and continuing the history. Well, that's exactly how Le Mans started, right? I mean, it was literally these manufacturers 100 years ago saying whose car can make it around this long course without breaking down. And then it turned into a race, right? Endurance turns into race endurance. So I really, there's a pattern there. Well, competition starts everything. And if there's competition, then you make a car, you make a motorcycle, you make it whatever it is to, to be the fastest and the best in them. And then when you prove yourself, you sell more cars and more motorcycles. Uh, so a competition is the is the basis of all this stuff. And, and we're, we're just fortunate enough to be able to do it. Yeah. Speaking of cars and motorcycles, what are you working on these days? What's what's over at F40? What do you got in the garage? What have you picked up lately? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I, I'm, I've looked at a dual gear recently, which is really kind of mm. cool. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm still working on that project. I went and looked at two cars day before yesterday. Really interesting. And I think they're the future of future collectibles. So uh, I looked at a 2009 SL65 AMG Roadster Black mm -hmm. Series. Yep. Those are great cars. Oh, what a car, you know, flared fenders. And I mean, a car looks so cool. Mm. And then he also has an SLS. Um, and that's the AMG black series also with the gold wing doors. Mm, wow. oh, yeah. So, um, that car. So one of those cars at the Amelia Island RM auction sold for $940,000. What? Exactly. Look. That's what I said. What? It had 600 miles on it. Uh, okay. And the, the price of these cars is increasing constantly. So I happen to have a, a client that wants to buy a Gullwing. Okay. He wants to buy a Gullwing in the worst way. The modern Gullwing. The, the, yeah. No, no. He wants to buy a, a 300 SL oh. Gullwing. Okay. He lives in Southern California and wants to be able to drive it on a daily basis, even in the summer. So can you put air conditioning in it? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm saying to myself, why don't you just buy an SLS? 
You're yeah. getting that same look and it's a future collectible. I mean, this, this car, they made 170 or 175 for the United States in 2014. So it's a limited production car, more limited than an actual 300 SL going. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think it's got a lot of legs, this car and they're super fast. And if, if he, if he did want a classic 300 SL, which is the, those cars are, are, are getting close to around 2 million now, right? They're a million and a half, million seven, right around there. Well, all depends. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's some that are selling in the, you know, 900 to 1.3 million. And then yeah. there's some that are selling way over that too. For the top end. But th- there's also, I mean, I hate to say the word replica, but if the guy wants to just daily drive and enjoy one, could you build him sort of a resto mod? You could, style. you could yeah. think, you think uh, for an investment purpose as right. well as, as driving capability and, and servicing, you just buy the, the Mercedes and Mercedes is just outrageous. You know, of course there's the S, SLR, which is the, the uh, McLaren version. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that too. So I, I think these supercars and as we see elect, electric cars come more into um, what we look at every day. These supercars, um, like the you know Ferraris or whatever it may be, with the gasoline engines, they're going to be climbing in value. So um, I think it's a good time to jump in the market, especially the ones with the last of the big V8s, like the Ferrari 550s and 575s. Like you said, the SLSs, all these sort of big flagship sort of uh, supercars with the right. all and, natural, and, no turbos. And the SL65 has got a 12-cylinder engine in it. Wow! So cool. I mean, you know, the the 12-cylinder, it's so quiet. Smaller pistons, but that thing just screams. I think I think it's zero to sixty in two point eight seconds or something like that. You know, wild. So yeah, so that's uh, that's one thing. Um, I'm I'm actually uh, in the hunt for a Bugatti. I've been trying to get to see for about four years, and and I'm going to go do that next week. Um, and then I'm going to go and pick up a, a car collection down in Maryland. Um, okay, a friend of mine uh, that we both know passed away, and and so I'm going to be selling the collection for his wife. So. Okay. Yes, all sorts of crazy things. We're getting uh, Edwards ready for Pebble Beach, so we're we're nose to the grindstone on that project. Uh, we got accepted, and of course, we work best under pressure. So um, we're going right at it. I can't believe that here we are. Like we're already talking Pebble Beach. I'm going to be at Villa Dest in three weeks for the first time ever. I'll be at Villa Dest in three weeks. Oh, so the season is just picking up steam fast. I'm looking forward. Hopefully, uh, we're going to Villa Dest next year uh, with the Cadillac Valkyrie uh, that was a Brooke Stevens design car, and we're restoring that for a client. And, and uh, we've we've sent our application in for Villa Dest for next year, so hopefully we get accepted and bring that oh. car over there. So, Well, let's do an episode there next year together. How about that? We'll, we'll do that. We'll do all that. Right. Absolutely. Well, this has all been amazing. Let's go ahead and take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. So, Jay, how's it going with the Austin Healey? Uh, is it parked in the backyard? What's, what's going on? Is it running? Yeah. So the, the Healey was running and recently it stopped because this guy's wiring was so bad, but it's okay. I know I have to rewire the car anyway. That's not what's bothering me. What's really driving me crazy is I cannot keep rats and mice out of these cars. And what they're doing is they're crawling up during the night and they're making little nests in the engine compartment and I got to get it all out again. And they come right back the next day. I don't know what to do. I've tried baits and traps and sprays. And they keep coming back. You got any advice on that? One thing you could do is get a big cat and don't feed it. And that way there, you know, it, it, it has to go out and find its own prey. Right. You know, the easier way of doing it is car capsule. So car capsule makes a encapsulated uh, container for your car. It fills full of air. And so we, we make two uh, different ones. We make the 
Um, the lower cost one, which is basically a, a bubble that blows up and you put your car in it. We make them for outside too. So, you know, you can't have it with uh, the clear plastic. It's, it's a coated plastic um, and, and it blows up. You just drive your car on it. You zip it up, um, cover it and zip it up and you, you start the air compressor and it blows it up and, and uh, nice warm air is pumping over the car constantly. So you're getting no mold, no mildew. No mice, no rats. Oh, they can't yeah. get in. I like it. I need to get this car capsule. Yeah. So they make one for outdoor and they do an indoor version. Exactly. They, they make them for motorcycles. And then it, we, we make um, the really big one, which is, uh, which is really great. The pillars blow up and you can drive your car in and out on a constant basis without it deflating. So, yeah, I mean, on the weekends, can this double as like a bounce house for my kids? Because I'm trying to keep them entertained (laughs) when I'm working on the cars. (laughs) Well, we actually, if you go on YouTube, there's a gentleman that got one from us and he's throwing things at it, ladders, and and he parks a brand new Ferrari in it and then throws things at it to make, to to see how strong it is. And it's on YouTube. It's probably the most popular car capsule commercial we've ever had. And it's not really commercial. It's just somebody that bought the item and tests it. He tests all these different things. That's so, so that, cool. So it's yeah. durable on top of that. It protects the car both temperature wise, but also protection from the sun and from getting hit. So if I want to get a car capsule for my Austin Healy, and I do, cause I need to get the critters out of this car, where do I go to buy one? Carcapsule.com. Um, you know, thank you so much. I'm getting yeah. one today. Okay. A new car. That's right. It's time to talk about what we got the keys to this week. Yeah. What are are you driving, Jay? For those of you who haven't heard before, you know, Wayne and I are very fortunate. We get press or media vehicles, and these are cars that are loaned to us for automotive coverage. Uh, We get them for usually about a week and you drive them, you try them out, you write some stories on them and you turn the cars back in. And it can be anything. It really varies from week to week. For me this week, I've got a great car. I've got the BMW, the brand new 7 Series, the 760i xDrive which is a long wheelbase seven series, all new design inside and out. You know, they're going with that very aggressive big grill look. Um, but man, what a car. It's got- They say a, that car is spectacular. It's crazy. I mean, it's a big, beautiful, luxurious car, but it handles like, like a supercar. It goes zero to 60 in 4.1 seconds. It's got heated, cooled, massaging seats for all four passengers. It's got a 31 inch flat screen TV that drops down in the back, privacy shades, I mean, this thing is amazing. And you've seen the light up interiors before, right, Wayne, where you can change the interior yeah. colors. This yeah. has got a backlit interior where there's like crystals inside the chair, in, inside the car and they're backlit. So it feels like you're inside this beautiful cavern. I can't even explain it. It's, it's really opulent, but really well done. So uh, the big question is, can you put it in self-driving mode, get in the back seat and watch a movie and <laughs> let the car drive? I mean- <laughs> That's the next thing that's going to happen, I guess. Yeah. No, this car doesn't have that level of, uh, that level of autonomy, but what it does have is, is it really is geared for that, that person in the back seat to be able to lay their seat almost flat. And then the passenger side seat in the front, if nobody's in it, it'll move all the way forward and lay down and a little footrest drops out of the back of the front seat. So the person <laughs> can literally put their feet all, it's literally like being in a first class seat on an aircraft. Uh, so these, the you know, and, and, and that's something a lot of people are using today is, is they have a driver, um, you know, drive them places. Um, I know, um, 
there's a lot of uh, buses that are made and there's also a lot of minivans that are made. So Kia makes a wonderful minivan that's almost exactly that way where they've got captain's chairs and and it's for picking people up, taking them to the airports or whatever it may be. But and even going out for dinner with friends, I've, I've got friends in California and they've got one of those high top Mercedes vans, you know, with with all the bucket seats inside. And they, that's the only reason they have it. So they can go out to dinner with their friends and not worry about having a couple of glasses of wine and having a DWI on the way home. So they, they hire a driver. The guy drives them to whatever restaurant. He joins them for dinner, but doesn't drink anything. And they all get in the van and they drive home. And everybody's yeah. safe. So there's a lot of that going on. So what about you, Wayne? What are you driving this week? Well, uh, you know, so what happens... Um, on the West Coast is that Jay gets all these real high performance cars and stuff. I'm driving <laughs> the new Prius this week uh, and mm-hmm. I've got nothing to complain about. I tell you what, that is a neat little car. I love it. So I went to Jersey the other day to look at those uh, cars I was telling you about, the Mercedes. Yeah. I, I averaged 48 miles to the gallon. Of course, half the time I was in traffic on the Merritt Parkway. And I think that had a lot to do with the, the fuel consumption because it was only using the battery while we were in traffic. But but, uh, but the new Prius is actually, I'm going to say this, it's actually a good looking car, right? They really laid the windshield a, down. They really made it sleek. I mean, what what's it like? The rear quarter panel. So the rear body panel was the biggest, you know, problem with a Prius. You know, they had that glass in the rear hatch and stuff, and it just looked so square and so awkward. The back of this car is really beautiful. The back quarter panel They've got a rounded shape that follows the exact uh, circumference of the tire. So it almost looks enveloping um, in the back. And, and a, a great fuel economy. I'll tell you what, if you plug your car in and it's an electric car, and if you're buying fuel at maybe $2.50 or $3 a gallon, I think, I think you're getting a better deal and the better, more fuel economy f- for penny or for dollar and, and a hybrid um, that's getting close to 50 miles at a gallon. You right. figure out how much it costs you to charge that electric car. And then you got to pull over the side of the road. Now, I have not put fuel in this car all week. Hmm. And the car goes back tomorrow and I'll finally fill it up. I think I've got 65 miles left on the fuel. Wow. So, and I've driven to New Jersey and back all over town, doctor's appointments all over the place. So, really a cool car. Yeah, I'm with you. Hybrid hybrid versus pure EV. It really depends on what you need the car for. If you're just doing little short jaunts to work every day, EV's great, but I, I think you're right. There's something about a hybrid. In fact, this BMW 7 Series 760 is a mild hybrid. It's got a little electric assist, so it gets over 20 on the highway, even though it's got a big Hawken V8. So just enough to kind of help the car along and give it extra power. So there's so many great things going on right now with efficiency and power coming together with electric and uh, gas. I think if, if, if Toyota or whoever's making these hybrids could get the engine noise under control, because when you're using the gas pedal, it really does make a lot of noise, especially a, a takeoff, you know? So if you're stomp on it to, to get on the highway and an entrance ramp, it really makes a lot of noise out of the engine. So if they could eliminate some of that noise, I think it'd be a fabulous car. There you go. Well, that's what we're driving this week and definitely the ends of the spectrum. We've got a Prius on one side and a BMW 760 on the other, but hey, it's always fun talking about them. You could fit the Prius in the trunk of that BMW. So, In the back seat, at least. In the back seat, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. We've used up another block of time just talking about classic cars and having a blast. I really enjoyed it. I hope Wayne did too. Uh, first, I got to say thanks to Jeff for coming on. I'm so excited about this Wilbraham Hill climb. And Wayne, what else we got to say? Get the backseat of that BMW and it's going to take you to the Pixar Studios. Let's roll. 
All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the road. Okay.